whoosh, like we've made it to the lounge and it's usually calm and there's food and there's booze if you want to drink and there's showers. Which if you're and traveling with an infant. Bathroom. <laughs> the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, episode 325. With 691 rooms and covering an area of 193,750 square feet, Budapest's Parliament Building is the third largest in the world, trailing only the Pentagon and Bucharest. I was kind of bumming because I thought that maybe I'd have to give up my membership in the carry-ons only club. It's going to take a seven-month-old on a two-and-a-half-week international trip, and I thought, okay, well, this is really going to stretch it. Are we going to be able to travel in just a carry-on? And the answer to that is yes, 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 yes. I packed just my Tortuga set-out backpack. I packed all of Wit stuff. Well, actually, Heather packed most of Wit stuff in our Tortuga duffel bag, and our whole family was able to travel on a two-and-a-half-week trip to both Budapest and then Spain in just carry-on. So we still have our membership in the carry-ons only club. And if you're someone who wants to travel with just a carry-on, even if you have kids, you can do it. Check out tortugabackpacks.com. Don't forget to use the promo code EPOP. That's E-P-O-P, all capital letters, because you'll get 10% off your entire order. Hello, travel nerds, and welcome to the Extra Pack of Peanuts Travel Podcast, the show that teaches you how to travel more while spending less. I'm your host, Travis Sherry, and joining me today is someone who's more comfortable than a baby bassinet on a plane, my wife and constant travel companion, Heather. Yeah, babies love their mamas, so even if you have a bassinet, they might want to just, you know, snuggle with you. They just love snuggling with you. Wit loves snuggling with you. And today, guys, we are going to be doing a show all about the lessons that we have learned from traveling with an infant. And so if this is one of the first times that you guys are listening to this show, then you will know that our, uh, or you do not know, that our little one is seven months old and we just took him on his first international flight and first international trip. And from this trip, we learned 17 different lessons from this trip. So if you're listening and you're a parent, our goal for you during this episode is maybe to learn one or two new things, but probably to just enjoy reminiscing about the time that you had with your kids and the funny stories that I'm sure came about. And also to tweet us some of the things that we have yet to learn. You could tweet us at Pack of Peanuts. If you're not a parent and you plan on being one at some point, then hopefully this is some advice that you're going to be able to use in the future or in your future. And if you're not planning on being a parent anytime soon, we hope that you just enjoy some of the... Mishaps, would you say? Mishaps, funny stories that came about traveling with wit. So... Without further ado, we're going to get into this. We took, and to, to give this some context, we took a three-week trip. We started in Philly, and we flew a red-eye over to Budapest, and we were there for a week, and then we spent about two and a half, and then we flew to 
Mallorca, Spain. We spent a week and a half there, and then we flew home from Mallorca to Philadelphia. So that was like our little trip was Budapest and then Mallorca and some flights in between. So that is how that all shook out. And we have some really fun tips, funny tips, and usually we like to be very lighthearted and and always complimentary and in a good mood. But the first two tips we're going to start with are... We hate to hate on things, but this is very important for you to know if you're traveling, especially with a kid, because this will save you, will have saved you hundreds of dollars. Yes, absolutely. We This happened before we even left on our trip, and this has to do with the airline, and in particular, this time it was American Airlines, and we had booked our flight to Budapest, you know, a few weeks before the trip. But we didn't book Wits ticket yet because you can't book it online when we booked our tickets. You have to call it in. And we did have some trouble with his passport. So for whatever reason, we just decided, all right, let's wait to book his ticket until we get his passport. An important note, we booked our ticket using our American Airlines points. So we were on American Airlines. So we booked our ticket using our points one way, Philadelphia to Budapest. And we had heard, hey, kids get to fly free. And we quickly found out that isn't true, that on international flights, kids have to pay 10% of what the lowest fare would be for that ticket. So we're like, okay, no big deal. We're flying one way, Philadelphia to Budapest. How much can that be? Maybe that's a $400, $500 ticket at most. So what's going to pay $40 or $50? Not the case. So we booked his ticket. We called American Airlines a few days before the trip. And the woman on the phone was, you know, I was the one on the phone with her and she said, Okay, yeah, no problem. Let me just check what, you know, the taxes and fees will be for your son's ticket. So she puts me on hold and I'm just sitting there waiting and she comes back and she's like, yeah, so that'll be $312, something like that, $312 for your son's ticket. And I was like, excuse me? What are you talking about? How much does this ticket cost? You know, like we used our points for this ticket. She's like, well, a one-way ticket to Budapest from Philadelphia costs $3,112. Right. And we were like, what? How is that even possible? You know, this is an economy class ticket. And so the the lesson we learned here is one, screw American Airlines because they are absolute, and I don't like to curse the show, but they're absolute bastards. (laughs) Here's the issue that I have. There's no discernment being used by anyone. So she's like, yeah, "Yeah, that ticket would be $3,000 if you bought it outright. And we said, okay, well, you're screwing people who need a one-way ticket. If I was actually purchasing this ticket, to go Philadelphia to Budapest round trip was going to be about $900. Under $1,000. Three days before the trip. Right. So we could have, if you were actually buying this out of your own pocket, you would say, well, okay, even if you need a one-way ticket, you wouldn't pay $3,000 for a one-way ticket. You would buy a round trip ticket for $800, and you would not take the return trip home, obviously. So I told her, I'm like, well, then look at this. You can get a round trip ticket for 800 bucks, buy him a <laughs> round trip ticket. So we're paying you 80 bucks, 10% of it because he's a kid and he's on our lap. And she said, no, but you're not traveling yeah, round you're- trip. You're traveling one way. I said, Yes, because we used our miles. But you yeah. see how this is much cheaper. You can cheaper. see how, how upset Trav is even you know, past the situation happening. And it was very, very frustrating. So just keep in mind, if you are booking a trip you know and it's a one-way trip maybe don't book one-way trips anymore i guess we can't do it anymore essentially if you're using your points to book a one-way trip they're going to screw you with how much it would 
quote unquote cost, which is just a made up number that they say, because no one's actually going to buy a $3,000 ticket. So if you're using your points, you're going to have a very hard time then with the infant because they're going to have to buy a one-way ticket and they jack those up two or three times what they would for a round-trip ticket. So just be aware of that. Um, if you're using your points, same thing will happen if you're buying a business class ticket with your points, but you would know that. I, you know, On Twitter, someone said, yeah, well, I paid $600 for my lap infant because my ticket would have cost $6,000 because I was in business class, right. which also, so be aware if you're doing one way with your points or business class with your points, you're going to have to pay 10% of what that actual ticket would cost for yeah. your infant. And we got screwed on the way back because we had to book him one way from um, Madrid home to Philly. And again, it cost us $300. So WITS flights... Cost us over with, with the ones in between as well. Cost us over eight hundred dollars for him for a, to sit on our for laps. him to sit on our lap, and <laughs> our tickets cost us less than a hundred dollars a person. So I mean, just keep it in mind and be prepared, and you know, maybe just only book round trip tickets. Somehow work it out, or or check the price of what this one way ticket's going to be beforehand, and and factor that in, or, or figure out how to make it less. Maybe you find a different airport. Maybe you use a different airline. But um, definitely yeah. be aware of that when you're using your points that you're going to have to pay the act, what the actual cost would so, be. So bottom line for number one lesson, kids don't fly for free they, internationally. They, yes, and one ways could really kill you. So if, domestically, if they, the, they do fly domestically, for free. Domestically, they do fly for free. Staying on our, our lesson number two then, um, you'll most likely need to keep the damaged baggage number handy because not only did AA screw us with the price <laughs> of the ticket, then we boarded a plane on from Philadelphia to Budapest that was the oldest plane I've ever been on. Literally had no entertainment in it, had luggage compartments that were built into the plane. They didn't even come that. I mean, this plane had to be 35 years yeah, old. it was very old. And then they broke our stroller on the way over. So not a yeah. good way to start this, uh, start this trip with American Airlines. You know, anytime you're bringing a stroller, you have to gate check that stroller or you don't have to, but we gate checked it, which means then they just throw it on top. You hope they throw it on top nice and easily, but they didn't. Yeah. So they completely busted on stroller. the way home. They also broke it in another way because I literally saw the person dragging the stroller behind her as she was bringing it up to the gate. So, yeah, they don't take the best care of your gate checked items. And so number one and two are kind of like negative And, you know, I mean, it's their lessons that we learn and we hope that it helps the rest of you out there. And then I think it'll be a little more positive. For the rest it of certainly the will. It certainly will. We had to get our, <laughs> our our hate out for American Airlines there because, again, the lack of discernment. That was me. Like someone should look at this as supervisor yeah. and say, you're right. A round trip tickets. 800 bucks. We'll charge you 80 bucks. We get that you're not flying round trip because you booked this on points, but we don't want to screw you. So anyway. But they don't care. They don't care. They so don't anyway, care. those are the first two lessons. As Heather mentioned, negative. Number three, never, but it's going to get a little more lighthearted here. Never buy diapers at the airport because it'll cost you an arm and a leg, which we found out when we got to, what was this? Mallorca <sighs> Airport. It was Mallorca. At so 5.30 a.m. to take our trip home. I feel like we were pretty prepared for this whole entire trip. We even brought, you know, some diapers with us for the first part of the trip. But obviously, you're traveling for three weeks. You're going to run out of things that you need for an infant. So we had bought diapers and we had just enough to probably get us home. We probably had like eight or ten diapers, which would be more than enough for like 10 hours. And... I couldn't find them when we got to the airport. I was like, Trav, where are the diapers? Where are the diapers? We must have left them at the hotel. I couldn't find them anywhere. So I'm like freaking out because Wit had like needed to, 
to be changed right then. Yeah, we would have had no diapers for a 10 hour plane ride. And I don't know what it was. Like we had gotten to the hotel. We slept for like five hours. We literally just went there to sleep. And then we, you know, got up at five o'clock in the morning and left. So, you know, I was a little bit sleepy. We get into the airport. We're walking around trying to find diapers. And yes, how much did this pack of diapers cost? 20 euros, about 25 US dollars for a very small pack of diapers. But better than the alternative. We said this is going to be a pot. We're going to get positive here. The alternative would have been if they didn't have diapers at the airport. And we had to survive about a 15 (laughs) to 17 hour trek home with no diapers. Yeah. Except... Heather then found the diapers in her bag. But not when we until got home. we got home. They were in my suitcase, I guess, buried under something. I so don't know. Just know that you're going to so have to funny. pay an arm and a leg if you need diapers. But at least they're there, even at the small airport in Mayorka. Yes. Number four, we're now going full positive here. <laughs> Number four, lounge access is amazing with a kid. We had priority pass lounge access through uh, some of our credit cards, the American Express Business Platinum and things like that. Having lounge access is amazing normally yeah but with a kid we had a we had a three and a half hour layover in madrid to get to mallorca and then leaving mallorca we had a a five hour layover in madrid and to have that lounge access especially with a little one where they could sleep and you could you you had room to change them and stuff like that you walk into those lounges and automatically it's just like more peaceful than it is in the airport so automatically you don't feel stressed out like every time i walk in i'm just like whoosh, like we've made it to the lounge and it's usually calm and there's food and there's booze if you want to drink and there's showers. Which if you're and traveling with an infant. Bathroom. <laughs> um, yeah, so I mean, it's just, it's really, really nice to have the lounge access. And I think that, you know, Trav was always a little bit, you know, you didn't always want to pay for the, have the lounge like with the credit cards or whatever. You're like, right. oh, this the credit card is too expensive. expensive. I don't want to keep this lounge access. But I think we've even won you over. And plus, the priority pass is not that much for that card, right? I mean, it's $400 oh, a year. It? But you get all these other perks. Yeah, We're not going to get in all okay. the credit card perks. But essentially, <laughs> lounge access is great. It's even more amazing when having a kid. I did see someone post after we came home on Facebook, a friend of ours saying, kids shouldn't be allowed in lounges. And I'm what? like, well... Tough for you. Yeah. They don't have a kid. Um, just like, I, I, just I, like that person was like, kids shouldn't be in business class. Right. I get it. I get why people say that. Um, you know, we just kept made sure what was behaved. And he's smaller, so it's a little easier. Again, we're talking about traveling with a six to seven month old. A lot different than traveling with a toddler. But these are the things that we learned. Um, so lounge access is amazing with a kid. Even more amazing Number five, lesson number five, a halfway full plane is even more amazing than lounge access. And I, the plane that we had going from Madrid to Philadelphia, when I say halfway full, that's, it was not even a halfway quarter full. full a maybe. quarter full, maybe. It was awesome. And, you know, I guess AA redeemed themselves a little bit because this was a much nicer, newer plane. I feel like most of the staff was a lot more friendly, like on the one over to Budapest. I don't know. It was just. They were terrible. They the were horrible. The flight over to Budapest was terrible. It was. It wouldn't even give me a bottle of water to make with a bottle. Like they were just so whatever. Worst international flight we've ever been. But on on the way home, you know, the plane was hard. There were hardly any people. They gave us a baby bassinet. They were like, "Oh, take up any rows that you want, so you can spread out." They were just really, really nice, and it was awesome that we could have space. It was. I have to be again negative, Nancy. (laughs) I'm going to give them props. I mean, I give. 
I don't give them props. They had a ha- less than halfway full plane, so they were nice. And the, the flight attendants, I do. They were really great. And we it was a very comfortable ride for us. I will say this, though. This makes me even more upset with AA. They charged us double miles because they said there was no availability oh, yeah. using our miles on this flight. And then we get on the flight. I'm telling you, there was one person per row. It was probably one-fifth or one-sixth of the seats were full. Yeah. So they charged us all these extra miles because there was, quote-unquote, no availability. We get on the flight and no one's on it. That being said, I'd much rather have a plane and have that space, especially with a kid, than not. So all in all, great trip home. I yeah. know. I'm like in this negative mood, but <laughs> I just AA has gotten me going. I got my blood boiling. So yeah. So number six, having a baby pillow will save your arms and neck. So we were on our way to the airport, actually. And if you followed us on social media, you would know that we literally picked up Wits Passport at the Visa and Passport Center in Philadelphia four hours before our flight. So we were in central Philly and I said to travel, I'm like, Oh man, we don't like, if we don't get a bassinet for wit, this is like an eight hour flight where one of us is going to have to be holding wit. Why didn't we bring the boppy? Why didn't we bring the baby pillow so that he can just sleep on that? We don't have to hold him the whole time. So, there's a target 10 minutes away from the visa and passport center, literally on the way to the airport. So we stopped. I ran in, got a boppy, even though we had one at home. But that $35 definitely was worth it because... Mm, I thought it was $30. Interesting. <laughs> I think it was $34.99. So Wit, you know, fell asleep on the boppy on me. And after he was sleeping on me for like, I don't know, maybe two hours, I literally like picked up the boppy, put it in the seat next to me because it was open and kind of like tucked him in there. And he slept like that for four hours. Not on me or on Trav. It was, it was awesome. <laughs> yeah. $35 well spent. It was only it only cost one tenth of what his ticket cost. Yeah, too. totally. So there you go. So, you know, you might think it was a little annoying to carry it around because it's essentially like a huge neck pillow, but it wasn't that bad. No, I mean, it was well worth it for the flights that were the three or four flights that we ended yeah. up taking. Number seven, jet lag is tough for adults. It's completely bewildering for a seven-month-old. Poor <laughs> little guy. Did not know when to sleep. We got in to Budapest, and he just had no idea when he should be sleeping. He was all out of sorts. He'd wake up in the middle of the night. It'd be dark out. He wouldn't know what to do. He'd be he passed wanted out to in the play. middle of the day. Yeah, it was, it was just a little bit strange. I don't know what better way there is to kind of help an infant through that so if you have any tips you can send them Tweet us. our way <laughs> but you know i tried to make sure that he wasn't sleeping too much during the day you know you don't want him sleeping more than three to four hours during the day it still didn't really seem to help it took him i would say probably four to five days like almost the whole time we were in budapest to get it figured out when he should be sleeping and when he should be awake. So by the time we got to Spain, it was great. Right. He was thankfully, back on track. Thankfully, then we were on the same, we were then in the same time zone. So by Spain, he was good. And coming home actually wasn't so bad. He acclimated a day or two, you know, as we got home. And I think that was, the flights worked out a little better in the timing. But yeah, if anyone has uh, suggestions for, how to deal with jet lag. I mean, again, it's tough for adults, but at least you know, hey, if I can just make it a couple more hours and stay up until, you know, 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. or 9 p.m. when I get to Europe, I should be okay. Um, if you guys have suggestions for how to deal that with that with a little one or a kid, let us know because it's obviously something we're going to have to be dealing with for the next however many years yeah. of our life at this point. So that's number seven. 
Number eight, always make sure you're getting an infant car seat, not a kid one. So we rented a car. <laughs> I, I, Trav I went rented, rented a, car. a car. He went to pick up the car without me. Yes. And I he came back with. I came back with two car seats. We were with Jason from Zero to Travel, who a lot of you guys know, and his daughter, Ellie, who's two years old. So I told them I had a seven month old and we had a two year old. So they gave me two car seats. I don't know. The one looked pretty big, but I told the people there that one that the one kid was seven months. So we get it and we're driving around. And Well, I look at it. I'm like, this car seat doesn't seem like the right size for Wit. And even the one that we had for Ellie was more like a booster seat. So I feel like Ellie should have been in the one that Wit was in and Wit should have had like a baby car seat. But whatever. We were just we were just like Trav, like Jason and I were like, Trav, what like are these the car seats? And Trav's like, Yeah, this is what they gave me. So we assumed that those were the only car seats available. Right, which we learned <laughs> later because we went and rented a car another day that they had infant car seats. But poor Jay was in the back then in this little tiny car <laughs> squeezed between two big car seats, Ellie on one side, Wit on the other, and Wit's head, because he's not supposed to be in this car seat he was like slumping forward well so he, he was, fell asleep and his he, like head was down I'm like oh great so not only is this the wrong car seat jason squished in between them but he has to like hold wit's head he, he, back so that wit doesn't suffocate he literally had sleeping. to hold his head back so um, he wasn't like pitched yeah, forward so this might number eight might seem obvious um not obvious well not obvious. to dads maybe like if you're a dad and you're listening, uh, or, or maybe a mom <laughs> I'm who's not, a I'm little not, more oblivious, I'm I don't not know. trying to discriminate against dads, but... Just make sure you're getting an infant yeah. car seat if you have an infant. <laughs> and if you have someone who's not an infant, make sure you're getting the right car seat for them. And the people at the car rental place might not have any yeah, idea. They might not have any idea. So, um, number nine, you will get all walks of life asking to babysit your kids. So we had this really fun experience in Budapest in one day, actually... In less than eight hours, we had two different people ask us to babysit Wit. We didn't take them up uh, on Trav it. Trav wanted to take them up on this. Would have, I, would have. Yeah. Trav probably would have, just like Trav would have put Wit in any old car seat. Sure. So <laughs> the first time Wit and I, Heather's jet lagged and been up all night with Wit, so she's sleeping. So I take Wit out on a, on a walk around 10 a.m. I'm like, okay, let's get him out. Let's get him moving. So I take him out in the stroller, and we have to go down these stairs from our apartment, and doing it with one person is almost impossible uh, i mean it were, we did it but it was very hard and there's this lady who was staying at the apartment because we were in an airbnb um in the apartment complex she saw me and she helped me with the door and you know i said thank you and i'm walking out and she comes running out hold on hold on she starts talking to me and she's telling me her name and what apartment she lives in i'm like oh that's great and she says if you ever need a babysitter like come <laughs> she, she was an older lady probably 65 she was retired if you ever need a babysitter here's my name here's how to buzz my apartment um i'd love to watch him for you you know so that that you <laughs> can go out and do stuff which does seem really sweet but you know i'm not gonna do that philomena was a very <laughs> nice hungarian grandma yeah hey there was plenty of times in the next five days that i would say to heather when we had wit out and we wanted to go to like a nice restaurant, which we're going to get into that story and all as well. But I said, um, you know, maybe maybe we just buzz Philomena. She'd love to watch Wit. So she offered, which was, I guess, somewhat expected because not expected. It was yeah. unexpected. But then you said, all right, it's a Hungarian grandma. Yeah. Sure. We go to a, a nice meal at the uh, nice lunch at one of the most, I guess, most ha popular, happening, popular yeah. 
restaurants in Budapest called Mazel Tov, which if you listen to our Budapest Destination Diary episode we'll be putting out, we will get to that um, as well. Great place. Amazing. And there was a waiter who wasn't our waiter, but who was right around our table. And he looked like Jason Statham. Yeah, he was pretty good looking. He was very fit. He had tattoos everywhere. And he loved well, wit. And he was bald. Yeah. He looked yeah. like someone you would not want to get in a fight with. Yeah. And but he came up to Wit quite a few times, just like oh, talking to Wit. Oh, you're so cute. Yeah, you know you're so cute. He just really loved Wit. I don't know if he ha- does. He have kids. He did not. Though? He did not have kids. He said he just likes kids. Okay, so I mean that's nice. That's cute. Like here's a tough guy, kind of you know, just enamored with I Wit. Mean, he was legitimately <laughs> cooing to it. He'd come up and be like, hey, little buddy, cool, cool. Like he'd be rubbing his like yeah, yeah. his uh, neck, yeah. and Wit was loving it, and he just. Oh, he's so beautiful. He's so cute. So then Trav goes to pay the bill and this guy, Jathan Statham lookalike, is helping Trav with the bill and whatever. And he's, I guess, essentially offered to, he, he just hey, said, anytime you want to have someone babysit your son, just bring him back over here. We'll watch him. Like everybody at the restaurant was thinking he was pretty cute. Right. So. And I thought, whoa, uh, <laughs> right. you want to watch him now? Heather and I want to go over to this ruined pub right next door. Yeah. Um, yeah so this guy who looked like he could kill you and maybe could but i mean super yeah, nice or maybe he's part of like a human trafficking program in okay. hungary oh uh, who Heather, knows <laughs> come on that's this is not like the movie hostel okay well anyway, i'm not leaving my son like with him. a tough guy and he probably was tough but he was super super nice and he wanted to babysit wit as well so we had philomena the hungarian grandma mm-hmm. and we had the jason statham lookalike who also was more than willing and I was more than willing to have either of them babysit Whit, but Heather was I not. don't know. You guys out there, let me know if you would have ever let one of these people babysit your seven-month-old son. And how do you find a babysitter when you're on the road? You well, just don't. That, yeah, that's the issue. That, yeah, what do you do? You have to bring one along. What do you do? You, I, there's no good way. Number 10, Whoopies work even across the pond. <laughs> you probably don't know what a Whoopie is. I think it's a made-up Yeah, term. Trev, you named this a Whoopie. You named okay. it a Whoopie. So basically, a company comfort item that your child has attached him or herself to it's like one of the, what they call a lovey it's like a little soft plush toy thing that babies sleep with and wit has attached himself to these little whoobies as trev calls them and we brought three of them on this trip because i was like if we lose one of them i'm not going to take the chance that wit will be not able to sleep or you know upset because he doesn't have his whoobie yeah so, so- yes we Brought the Whoobies. Wit loves the Whoobies. They loves the Whoobies. provide a lot of comfort to Wit. So make sure that you bring your infant's comfort item. Yeah. And we, I mean, it's just one of those things. We give him this Whoobie and whether he's nursing or getting ready to go to sleep, it works. Not perfectly. He doesn't instantly pass out, but it, it is. It calms him down. It calms him down crazy He rubs amounts. it all over his face. It's wild. So, yeah. Either get a whoopee <laughs> or get some sort of comfort item. Bring it. We did bring multiple ones, as Heather mentioned. And we did lose one. And we lost one. So, so we made sure we had plenty of backups. Yeah. They were $10. So, again, this was like 130th. One whoopee is 130th the price <laughs> of Wit's ticket. One-way yeah. ticket to Budapest. Well worth it. Even though he doesn't have a seat on the plane. Hey, hey thank you. Uh, number 11. Having a good stroller is imperative. Even if they decide to break your stroller, yeah. so they broke our stroller. But it still worked. On the first flight, right? They broke like part of the seat, but it, it, we still had it for the trip that, that it could work. And hopefully they're going to be reimbursing us as I'm fighting with AA's damage claim 
people as well. Currently, I <laughs> uh, will let you know how that goes. But we had this, we brought this stroller, and when we were in Spain, Jason came and visited us in Spain, and you know he had his two year old daughter with us, and they didn't bring a stroller, which was fine. So they had to rent one, and it was this crappy little stroller. And so having a good one because we walked everywhere in Budapest. We were just on the go. I mean, we basically did most things that we would do without a kid with a kid. So we were out most of the day. We were walking around. I mean, Wit loves being out. He loves being in the stroller. He likes seeing new things, as most children do. They like to have the stimulation. And having a comfortable stroller for him was probably one of the best decisions that we decided to do, that we made. Because he would be comfortable in it and then he could nap. And this is the best part. It reclines like all the way back so that he could nap and he would sleep in it for a long time, like hour or more. And if you have an uncomfortable stroller, your kid is probably not going to sleep for a long time if you're out and about. So... I would definitely say make sure that you have a nice enough stroller that it's not just like one of those cheap umbrella strollers that are like 40 bucks because I complained about they're this, just not comfortable. I complained about this stroller when we bought it because it was very expensive, like $900 or something crazy. Uh, you know, it's like the Mercedes Benz of strollers. There are more expensive strollers out there, just so everyone I'm knows. I'm sure there are. They're probably <laughs> gold plated and diamond encrusted for like Beyonce and Jay-Z's Okay, kids. no. But... <laughs> So I we've got this I mean, stroller. Yes, that probably does exist. But my friend told me, multiple friends said, if you're going to spend on one item, spend on a stroller. It's well worth it. It has been well worth it. I then also complained about it on this trip because it's big and bulky. It is a little bulky. So packing it up and putting it in a cab or getting it on even like an airport shuttle or putting it onto the airplane where then it got broken, all that kind of stuff was inconvenient. That being said, if you're going on a long enough trip, if you are going for a week or two and you're going to be walking around, it was worth its weight in gold. So those minor inconveniences, maybe 10 different times when I had to pack it up, well worth it for the right. days and days of time. And that we ours it. is very big. You can get smaller ones that are just as comfortable or most likely just as comfortable. But we only wanted to buy one stroller because it was so expensive. I was like, we'll just get one. But if you want to have a second one or just one that's not as big, you know, you can find them. But definitely make sure that you have something a little better than just like an umbrella stroller. Right. The one thing we didn't bring, so we brought a stroller, we brought whoopies, we brought the boppies. You know, we're trying to pack light. We're packing in carry-ons here. So... Which we did. We packed in carry-ons, which worked. But So we brought a lot of stuff for wit. We had a lot less clothes for ourselves. The one thing that we did not bring is a pack and play. And so we did not have a crib for him when we were in Budapest and we actually rented a two-bedroom apartment thinking, okay, well, maybe he'll be able to sleep in the other room on the bed. That didn't really work because he didn't like it. Heather was afraid he was going to fall off, which he could have. he rolls a lot now. You know, he's on the move. So maybe if you have a smaller infant, you could put them in. Because we even brought our nest with us because the nest camera is not very large. We just packed it in to the suitcase because I was like, well, he could sleep in the other bedroom and we could have the nest in there. But the problem is the nest doesn't tell you if he's close to the edge of the bed and going to fall off. So I was just really uncomfortable with having him in that other room. So he slept with us. In the, the bed, whole time in Budapest. In Budapest. It and was awful. It was pretty bad. I think some of it, you know, he also, I think it was harder for him to get over jet lag because he was in bed with us. And when we were in Majorca, we knew we were going to be at a hotel. So they had 
cribs. So we're like, oh, it'll only be one week. I kind of regret not bringing a pack and play or even they make those little tents that you can have your baby sleep in, um, which are smaller that you could actually fit into a suitcase or a backpack. And we actually have one of those, but we, we didn't forgot. bring yeah, it didn't because I just, it. I, I did kind of think about it, but I didn't think it would fit in our luggage because we were already packing so light. So it's up to you, but I would say I kind of regret not having a pack and play. Yeah. It's a pain to bring it, but if you're going to be sleepy, again, it depends how long you're going. If you're going for a, a decent length of time and the only other option is the kid sleeping in the bed with you, a week was very long having <laughs> yes. a kid sleep in the bed with us. Yeah. And again, it, it made him have jet lag longer. Half the time we're in Budapest, we wouldn't get out the door doing anything until noon because Heather would be up with him in the night. I would s- sleep through it a kind of okay. I'd get up in the morning, they'd be sleeping, I'd take him out. So it really threw off some of our days. So definitely if, if there's a way to have them sleep in something that's not your bed, well worth bringing if if you have something. And if anyone has suggestions on something smaller than a pack and play that works, yeah, well, wide like those, open to those. Those tents, you know, I mean, they make sure. they make some things like that. Tweet so, us at Pack yeah. Peanuts. Send us a link. We're at this point, I'm ready to spend <laughs> money on that. Um, 13. Lesson number 13. Yes, you can still go out tonight for restaurants. We did it. We did do it. We did it almost every day. We went to some of the best restaurants in Budapest. Sometimes we did it for lunch. Sometimes we did it for dinner. A lot of times it was for an earlier dinner, mostly because that's when we were hungry because of our weird sleeping schedule. We would often go out and eat our first meal at 11 or noon, and then we would be hungry for dinner or another meal at five or six. So we did go out earlier sometimes, which does make it easier to go to the nicer restaurants because they're not as crowded. And then you feel like you're not disrupting people. Although, I mean, Wit is pretty good when we're out, though. He sits and, you know, if we have things for him to eat. Like, here are some tips. If your kid, if your child is eating, you know, only bottles, make sure you have a bottle. And Wit now is eating regular food. So we would have pouches for him. And, you know, we would have toys for him. Not crazy wild toys, but just like something that he can have that he can play with to distract him and he was really great at every single restaurant yeah and again this is a seven month old so that will i'm sure when it becomes a toddler as you guys can tweet us and let us know it become more difficult but traveling with an infant it's still possible to do this if you make sure you're prepared and if you you know we didn't want to go out and and not have other people have a good time who are in the restaurants. We were cognizant of that. That brings us, I guess we'll roll right into, into point 14 because they cut lesson number 14, because they kind of go together. Europeans seem much more accommodating of, of having small kids out and about. Like we talk about this with restaurants. It wasn't odd for us to be out at a restaurant. There were other kids out at different times. I think that we made some efforts, you know, we weren't going to go right when it was the hottest time to go usually because you know, it's just everyone's running around. But if you go early, also we tried, if it was self-seating, sit in a corner, get get away from the crowds, you know, try to be in our own little spot so we weren't disrupting others. But as a whole, to me, Europe, not that when we're in the States and all people give us snide looks or anything, it just seems more It's more normal. acceptable because Europeans go out most, it seems to us, most Europeans go out with their kids. They are a little more laid back when it comes to kind of the structured environment that Americans seem to love and crave with their children. Europeans seem to be a little more laid back. So 
that's the nice thing about being over there and going out is that, yeah, people don't seem upset when your baby is out with you. Plus, people love babies. It's again, I don't know, like when Wits 2, if he's going to be obnoxious. I mean, hopefully not, but he probably will at some point be obnoxious. But having a seven month old, I mean, he's it's different. It's different. He's pretty well behaved. He loves people. So even if he starts to get a little bit upset, if just a stranger smiles at him, he starts laughing and like loves it. So it's yeah. we got lucky with that. We did get lucky. This is 17 <laughs> lessons traveling with an infant. I'm yeah. sure we'll do 17 lessons traveling, traveling with, with a toddler, toddler when that happens. But yeah, our point with that of, you know, lesson 13, yes, you can still go out to nice restaurants and Europeans see more comedy. It's just it's going to lead to our last point um, our last lesson that we learned. But just, yeah, we went out and we did it and people didn't seem to mind. And at first I was a little apprehensive. Oh, my gosh. Should we go to this one? It's pretty nice. And we did, and everyone loved it and had a great time. So um, lesson 15, <laughs> talk about having a good time. We had a great time. Yes, he did. If, if he poops, well, that happens. So when we were in Mallorca at one of these nicer restaurants, we were sitting outside. It was a In Mallorca, we only really went out to eat for dinner one or two times. This was one of them. We're sitting outside, nice restaurant, little back alley in this um, town called Alcudia, Great little meal we're having. I think we're through the appetizers. Yeah. Just got our entrees. I'm about ready to dig into my calamari plate. Hess about ready to dig into your... I got Mayorkan fish. Mayorkan fish plate. And all of a sudden, Wit has a blowout. Well, Wit is sitting on me and he doesn't... I mean, maybe this is TMI, but babies poop. And, you know, infants and newborns have blowouts quite often. Well, Wit doesn't have it that much anymore, you know, not to, not to the same scale as he did when he was younger. So he's sitting on my lap and I can tell he's just pooped and I'm like, okay, I'm going to like change him right away so that we don't have a scene. Well, I don't know. I must have put the diaper on like really quickly before we left because it was a mess and I think it was probably due to the diaper being <laughs> incorrectly fastened, but it was all over and then it got all over me and I was like, Trav, I need your help like immediately. So the two of us are trying to clean this situation up, you know, somewhat. I, yeah, we're trying to do it somewhat slyly. Yes, yes. I can't think of the right word, but like slyly, unobtrusively. So that we're, I mean, there weren't really that many people dining outside, so it was fine. There were like two or three other tables. But still, like people noticed and people were like walking by and we're just like on the corner. The, the waiters came out <laughs> and started laughing. And but and that's what we mean with you can still go to nervous restaurants and Europeans seem more accommodating. They just were laughing and people walking by were laughing. We were changing them yeah. on this Well, because we then. were outside and there was like a window. We were in a corner. I decided to just change them outside. I mean, normally I would probably go into a bathroom, but this was the type of restaurant that had like a small bathroom and it would have been very small really hard to change him in there um so yes we just kind of changed him in our little corner because we were away from everybody else but it was crazy it was crazy it th but they were super nice about yeah. it and we it just goes to show you know we were laughing jason was taking pictures of it we documented it on instagram so you can yeah. see all that yeah. you need to go to heather's instagram or yeah. my instagram at pack of peanuts at Heather Sherry. You could check those. You'll see all the the funniness mm -hmm. that ensued with that. But the point was, it happened. We had fun with it. Everyone else, you know, it was just a blip on the radar. And we continued on with the meal eventually. And that's good. And it's going yeah, to it's happen. Yeah, it's going those to happen no matter where you are. Now, fortunately, we did have a change of clothes for wit. Not for me, but um, for wit. 
So it really was not a big deal. Yeah, I just, I think I was more worried about what people would think, you know, before we had a kid. I was always like, oh, but what if we're those people and this happens? And then you realize everyone who's seeing this happen is probably just happy it's not happening to them. (laughs) Or they've had kids and they've been in similar situations or they've been around kids. So... It's just, you don't take it too seriously. It just, it is. No, and if people hate on you or they give you dirty looks, it's kind of just like, well, I don't really care about you and I'm never going to see you again. There you go. So, so bye. Um, (laughs) Lesson number 16. Everything will take longer and you'll do less than you did before. This hit very Oh, Trav was like, so frustrated with this. I had so many plans for Budapest, especially (laughs) when you're in a city and you, you know, I want to go see everything. And we weren't starting the day till noon because we'd had jet lag. And Heather, I would like to night. interject here. Trav was just doing the notes for our destination diary, which we'll be recording soon for Budapest. And he said, "Wow, we really did a lot of stuff." Trav is crazy, and he wants to literally do every single thing there is possibly to do in every single city that we ever go to. It's intense. It's crazy. It's a little bit too much, and even without a kid, impossible to do. So just so you all know, we literally went out every day and did so many things with wit. I don't know why Trav was so frustrated by it. It's the first trip with a kid and maybe because Trav doesn't spend as much time with wit at home like I do. It's just the way that it is now. I looked at my map of Budapest Mm -hmm. and there were about half the little things I had started. We didn't Uh do about half. We did. Oh my goodness. How about maybe number 16, everything will take longer and you'll do less than you did before, but maybe you should temper your expectations sure. before you go. Well, You and won't that, be so disappointed. And Yes. <laughs> and so you will do less. It's going to take longer. That's a lesson I'll be learning over the next 18 to 25 <laughs> years. And I probably will never learn it fully because I do like to get out and go. But I love you. Lesson number 17, <laughs> the last lesson here, and this kind of encapsulated it all, but get out and do what you want anyway. We Which wanted is to what go we to did. restaurants, so we did. We wanted to go trucking around Budapest. Well, one of us did. Trucking around Budapest and, and just taking all these walks and strolling through and spending a whole day out, even though we had to nap. So we did. We wanted to go on this trip in the beginning. We wanted to take yeah. an international trip with Wit. Yes, we wanted... it was going to be nine hours and it was going to be eight and a half hours and all these long flights. We did it anyway. We wanted to go to the baths in Budapest. We did it anyway. And we you know, actually took a stroller through <laughs> the Senjeni baths, which everyone was like looking at, but not in a mean way. They're yeah, I was just like, like curious. Have a but the reason I brought the stroller is because we wanted to go to the outside pool and I wanted to have it out there for wit to nap it. Now, if we were just, if it was winter and we were going to be inside, I would obviously not have brought the stroller into the inside baths but the outside baths are just like a pool so you know and there's chairs everywhere and so yeah we brought it and it was fine and people love babies so they were just like happy to see a cute baby yeah so and and i think that is the the whole part of this is there are some people who say when you have a kid oh you have a seven month old you're really going to take them all the way to budapest or you're really going to take them on an eight hour flight from spain back to us or you're going to wake up at 5 a.m in majorca to start this journey yes we are we want to do it we did things differently we learned some lessons but ultimately you know we're going to take a road trip through majorca for a whole day on our last day there even though what's going to have to be in a car for longer than normal Yeah, but then we get out of the car and he gets to play. And, you know, we all make compromises. And I think that it's 
good that he's kind of learning these lessons a little bit now so that if we want to continue to travel throughout our lives, it's not such a huge adjustment for him. And I also think that, you know, it was hard doing some of the things like, was it hard getting up early and taking like three flights and having a layover and a bus and all these things? Yeah, that's hard. That's hard without a kid. It's hard with a kid. Harder, much harder with a kid. Much harder with a kid. And in the moment, sometimes you might feel like, oh my gosh, this is terrible. But then you arrive at your destination, somewhere new, somewhere beautiful, like Budapest or Majorca. And you're sitting on this gorgeous beach or looking at beautiful architecture, walking along the Danube in Budapest, you're like, hey, this is pretty great. So the negatives far with the positives out far far outweigh the negatives in this case. And especially if you can go, like you're not going to go to Budapest for four days. Like you're not just going to take a long weekend trip there. Um, So, you know, make sure that if you are taking a big trip internationally that you do have, I think two weeks would really be the minimum because that way you can get adjusted and be able to enjoy it and make like those hard parts of the trip really worth it. Yeah. And ultimately, if you want to do it, just give it a go and try it. And maybe you make changes next time. Like there's certainly things we are going to change. Um, next time when we take our trip, we're not going to buy a one-way ticket with miles if it's going to cost us $312 for our Each kids to way. sit on our lap. No, we're not going to do that. But you learn these lessons and hopefully some of these lessons that that we said here, if you are someone who is a parent or you're going to be a new parent, you could say, okay, I learned that lesson. Like, that's cool. Maybe I'll do that. Um and again, if you're not if you're not a parent yet, and and you're like, oh, I don't know, I might be a parent. I'm not really planning on it. Hopefully, you had fun listening because we definitely <laughs> had some stories in two and a half weeks. Um, we packed in a lot of stuff, and we had some interesting stories that came about with wit. And you know, our overall, like we said, our big theme, our big takeaway is like, if you're someone who wants to travel and you have a kid, whether you've traveled before, or you haven't, just go out and do it. This was us with an infant. It's going to be different for everyone. It's going to be different. When he's eight months, when he's 10 months, when he's 12 months, when he's a toddler, sure. Things but, are basically always changing when you have kids this small. So, I mean, what does it really matter if you go do something that you want to do? Yeah, so get out and do it. Lesson number 17, um, whether that means take the trip that you've been putting off because, oh, you can't travel with kids, as people kept telling us, or whether it's you're on a trip and you think, like me sometimes, oh, should we go to that restaurant? Should we do this activity with wit? Just go and do it. Give it a try. See how it goes. And of course, report back to us. Tweet us. Tell us some of your funny stories. Oh, I stories. would love to hear some. Sure. Or some tips. I mean, obviously, we are newbies at this still. And we would love any of your recommendations and tips and any of your love out there on social media. It's super awesome to see those comments. Yeah. Shoot us a tweet at Pack of Peanuts. And don't forget, we did a lot of Instagram over the last trip. And we, we obviously tend to Instagram more when we're traveling than when we're at home. But you can follow us at Pack of Peanuts at Heather Sherry. Heather's been doing a ton of Instagram stories and putting up more and more stuff. We've been interacting with people a lot on there. So if you want to see some of this stuff in real time, follow us at Pack of Peanuts at Heather Sherry on Instagram. And yeah, give us your best tips. We'd love to hear them. Or if you have certain products you love, let us know. We're always looking for good travel stuff for kids, infants, babies, things like that. So thank you guys for tuning in. Don't forget, um, we traveled with just carry-ons on this trip. I have my Tortuga backpack, my Tortuga set-out backpack, actually, this time. So if you're looking for a good travel carry-on backpack, whether you have a kid or not, check it out, tortugabackpacks.com. they got a line of products there for you. And as always, thank you guys for tuning in. Thank you for the overwhelming support and love. 
that we see on social media and through email and all the ways that you reach out to us. We really appreciate it. And even if you're just someone who listens, that's amazing as well. Thank you guys because you've made us the number one rated travel podcast on iTunes. And until next time, happy free travels. Happy free travels.